example, this parable of a man that he just has so much he does not have room for. So he's like, all right, I'll just build bigger barns and I'll just enjoy my life in, in, in abundance. But then in verse 20 it says, But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he to lay up treasure for himself, and is not rich toward God. And when we plan without God in mind, things don't go as planned usually. See, in Genesis chapter 11, see when they started to build a tower to reach the heavens to try and be where God is. Or in their mind, the multiplicity of gods um, that maybe we're seeking after. In Genesis 7, 4, it says, and they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Why, hey, let's get together, let's plan by our own works of our hands. We are going to build this tower that reaches unto heaven. Why? That God may be glorified? No, that they may be glorified. That they may have a name around the world. That they were able to build a tower to reach unto heaven. But you know what Jesus said? All those that try to go through the back door are thieves and robbers and cannot get in into heaven any other way but through the person of Jesus Christ. No one's going to be able to work their way to heaven. No one's going to be able to build a spaceship, so to speak, or a rocket to be able to get to the heaven of heavens. It's not going to be possible by man's attempt. And so their plan was, they didn't want to be scattered upon the face of the whole earth. Verse 7. God says, go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build this city. God interrupted their plans. Now they did not all speak the same language. You know, sometimes that's one of the questions people ask. Where did all the languages come from? Or there begins to be a difference in alien languages. Genesis, if you read Genesis, it has so many answers to people's questions about the beginning. Genesis means the book of beginnings, so it's pretty fitting. But you see the answers um, right in there. But see, things went the opposite and stayed planned. They're like, let's do this, build a name for ourselves, not be scattered, and what's God do? Uses them and they're scattered. They're spread around the world. Back in James says, All such rejoicing is evil. We boast in what we are going to do and don't look at God, what would you have me to do? It shows the spirit forgetful of our dependence on God. Forgetful of the uncertainty of life. 
forgetful of the many ways by which the best laid plans may be defeated. We should never boast of any wisdom or skill in regard to our future. Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Now Jesus also told us not to worry about tomorrow. He says, sufficient is the evil there of today. Life is already trouble. It's already hard. Don't worry about the struggles of tomorrow. That you know that God who loves us, cares for us, that as he cares for the bird, gives food to them, he comes more, he cares for his children. That he does not desire for us to live our life in anxiety of what tomorrow brings to trust in Him, to allow God to dictate His will for us. Accepting God's will, even if it is contrary to our own. And you know, sometimes our will could be noble. It could be have good, a good motive. You think about Peter. When Jesus tells him about how he's going to die, Peter's like, no, we're not so. No, and then when they try to take Jesus, that he um, tries to strike the man's head, soldier's head off, and gets cuts his arrow. You know, he's trying to protect his Lord. What Jesus say? No, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, this is God's will. This is the will of the Father for me to go to the cross. Peter didn't want him to. But I was in God's will. And so sometimes you may have good intentions. Don't forget to seek God. What does God have for us? John chapter 12 and verse um, 23. Jesus answered him, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, A seventh corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Use an analogy to talk about his future death. That he must die, but it would bear forth fruit. And he goes on, He that love of his life shall lose it. He that hate of his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve him, will serve will my father on. Now when it talks about hating our life, it's not me talking about, you know, oh God, I hate the life you gave. It's not what it's talking about. But it's talking about being willing to go through self-denial. That if God's called you to a certain purpose, that even though you may have another desire, that you're willing to die to self, that you're willing to put another um, first. You know, like I was talking to my kids last night, and I gave them a Bible verse, I told them, yeah, you know what Jesus said, you're supposed to hate your they're like, no, you're not. It's not in the Bible. And I showed them in the Bible. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? 
hate his father, his mother, his children, his wife, he cannot be my disciple. So, so stop talking about it. Okay? So, you know, our love for Christ should be so great that he would be first. That we would hate our own life. That we would put him before another. The Bible tells husbands to love their wives. The Bible talks about um, parents loving their children, providing for them. And so it's not talking about the same type of hate, like man, you just hate them and you just want to do them evil and do them wrong. No, he says, ye fathers, which are evil, which of you gives this orphan to your child and he asks for bread? Give her, gives him a stone. Oh, you know, we love him. But you know, our love for the Lord should be so great that nothing else compares. That God is first. You know, if our parents aren't doing right, they know we're still going to follow the Lord. And if some of our children go astray, instead of blaming God, we're going to continue to follow God. And to pray for them. That may God draw them back. Mark chapter 8. Continuing on with that theme. Mark 8 verse 34. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto him, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the Holy Angels. So this year, 2023, may it be a year that we do learn to deny ourselves. You know, if God's calling you to something, if God calls someone to be a missionary, to be willing to give up what we may have, give up some of our comforts to follow God. Now, not all of us maybe are going to be called to go to another land. At least I hope not. You and my young pastor would be called all of you, amen? You know, may we be willing to do May we be willing to do, Lord, whatever you want me to do. May we be willing where we're at to be a witness, to be uncomfortable, to not be ashamed to tell others about Jesus. To invite them to church. You know, First Corinthians talks about how there will be a times where unbelievers will be entered the church uh, attendance. Okay, Maybe they're not part of the church, they're not part of the church body, so to speak. The church body is the called out assembly of the saints. Our mission goes primarily out there, not in here, but the Bible does say there will at times be those that are unbelievers that attend. And invite them. We want to preach the gospel to them. And talks about how that by them seeing your life, seeing you worship God, 
hearing the preaching, the prophesying of the scripture. And they may fall down on their knees and understand the truth in you that God is in you. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow God to dictate his will for us. Sometimes God's will doesn't make sense to the world. You know, Jesus taught us that leadership is servitude. The world teaches that leadership is just get a bunch of followers to follow you. Some military leadership often isn't that the general serves you, but that you serve the general. You see, in the beginning of our nation, George Washington, he had the other mindset of wanting to serve his country. So often people get mixed up when they start to get some prestige, start to get some recognition, that they start to feel that they deserve to be treated well. How they deserve certain things, they deserve to be honored. We know to recognize that, you know, a promotion coming from the Lord, and the same Lord that maybe has allowed us to be promoted with prestige in life can take that away. When you think about that with Nebuchadnezzar, may God turn into the hill and be like a wild animal. What humility you would have to go through that. Understand that the way to move up in the Lord is downward. Proverbs 18 12 says, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. And before honor is humility. God's strength is in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Just and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. Paul had it born in his flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet him. He was getting tired of getting tired of this messenger of Satan. You know, some people kind of wonder, what was this born in Paul's flesh? Was it his eyesight? Um, was it his health? The Bible literally says it was a messenger of Satan to buffet him. That's what it was. It was some kind of demonic presence that was coming to be a distraction, trying to um, turn away from him. They said, Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so you may have particular weaknesses in life. Let God use them. My weakness is public speaking. But for years, God could use it. You know, there's times where I feel like, you know, and that was one of the worst sermons I preached. And people were responding, well, I really needed that pastor. Now, part of me wonders if they knew it was that bad and they're just trying to encourage me. That might be the case sometimes. I don't know, really. Sometimes, you know what? God humbles us. Maybe makes it feel like, hey, you know what? It wasn't about you. It's not about you as the messenger. You may feel like it, man, your worship spell flat. You know, 
word of God said that his word shall not fall to the ground, that, that his word would not return void. It's about Jesus and the increase. John the Baptist, as he people were following him by the thousands, said, I must decrease. He must increase. He must increase. I must decrease. People have been trying to stir him up and say, Hey, John, don't you know? People are following after this other man named Jesus. Your disciples are leaving you. And John was like, I am just a friend of the bridegroom. I'm the one helping to get the wedding together. I'm helping to prepare. But it's about the bridegroom and his bride. It's not about me. It's, it's the best man at the wedding, so to speak. He was there to prepare the way for the Lord, not to prepare his own way. But you know, even him had doubts at times. He was cast in prison. And he started to struggle, just like any man or woman could. I wonder. He said he sent some of his disciples. He goes, hey, go ask of him. Is he the Christ? Is he the Messiah we're waiting for? Or is there really another? This is the same man that said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taken away the sin of the world. Same man, same person. And now he's saying, It's natural that we're going to struggle in life. And there may be times we have doubt. We don't want to live there. We don't want to part there forever. But cry out to God. Seek Christ. Tell him that Jesus is the Son of us. There might be struggles that you're going through in life that I know nothing about. Tell him that Jesus. He hears you. Ask him of wisdom. Says he afraid of not when we ask him for wisdom. John had doubts. And Jesus said, Tell him, tell, go tell John that the blind see again, that the deaf are able to hear, that the dumb are able to speak. You see, that Jesus had been rose, the dead. Go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. And we'll see that God will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. First Corinthians 1 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised, have God chosen, 
yea, and things which are not, to bring to nothing not things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Don't let your boasting to be all about you. You know, we're just fools. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound those that think they're wise. Think about it. You know, the wisdom of the world literally thinks that there was nothing that exploded, that became everything, that then became life, and then that it that there had to be a male and female created around in the same spot and then breed and then procreate and then that changes from one kind to another kind to another kind. That's other forces. They think that's wise. They think that's wisdom. And over and over there's true scientific evidence that just shows how foolish that is. And I don't know how many of us Maybe, maybe one, maybe there's more, maybe none of have actual PhDs that are considered the smart people in the world. Bodies is just basic people like us. Don't mean that's insult, okay? That just means God's using you, amen? <clears throat> God's not using you, then man, you know, maybe you need to become humble. Become a little bit foolish for the sake of Jesus. But the way to life is death, but it's denial, self-denial. If we do God's will, it's not always going to make sense. You look at what God told Abraham. He made an everlasting covenant with Abraham about Isaac and his seed. And then God tells him to offer him up as a sacrifice. Now the pagans, they did that. They offered sacrifices of their children to their gods. What is she? Now Abraham was walking so closely to God that all of a sudden here's God telling him to sacrifice his son, to not withhold his only son. Does not make sense, does not seem at all like the character of God one bit. But Abraham knew without a doubt it was God speaking to him. You think about what would be going to his mind. I'm taking my son to the mountain. I'm going to kill him and burn him as a sacrifice. It didn't make sense. For Moses, who had royalty, comfort, and inheritance, to then head to the wilderness with the Jews and suffer affliction when he could have been one of the next pharaohs. Now, thankfully, you know, God was using that as a, a, a test on Abraham, and, and then God used Moses in his way, and God sent an angel to Abraham and said, No, lay not your hand on your son. That God knows that you know he's testing you. But that God will provide himself a way. Does it mean you God for your son? When you read in the New Testament, the New Testament, when it was in Hebrews, speaks of Abraham. That Abraham had the faith, believing that God would rise, raise Isaac from the dead. Because God promised 
children by them yet. But yet God promised there would be seed through Isaac. And so Abraham had such a faith that if God has to kill my son, God is going to raise him from the dead. Had the faith. But praise God, God provided himself a lamb. Literally, God himself became the lamb of God. It's Jesus to take away the sin of the whole world. All world religions in history all sacrificed their children to their gods. The one true God sacrificed himself for us. And does not expect that from us. Does it always make sense for us to follow God's will? But it always turns out well when we do. Isaiah 55 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are higher. May we remember that. To want a life in the will of God. Seek God first, will first. Sometimes we have it backwards. Sometimes in searching God's will is more like God. Let me yield to you what I'm planning on doing already. What I want to do. And if you don't want me to do it, veto it. Stop it. We'll be back and I won't get mad. You ever said a prayer to someone like that? Lord, please have. This girl be your will. She's so pretty. I like her. She grew up in a Christian home. I'm going to date her. If it's not your will, stop it. I won't be upset. So we say, we say we won't get mad, but then we do. God does close the door. God, please close the door if it's not your will. And he closes it. Cry. Why, God, why don't you like us? Pray, God, if it's your will, let me get this mortgage for this home. And you don't get approved. You get upset. God, why, why? Well, you just prayed for God's will, didn't you? You asked God for direction. Get to the point where you're trusting in that. That it's not just lip service, but you're actually believing and trusting. That God, as you plan your ways, that trusting God directed the steps of a man. God, I really want this car. If you don't want me to buy this car, just don't allow me to get approved for the loan. Okay, well, if you don't get approved, okay. So we try to save up, try to pay cash. I know now, hey, you know, one of the guys is just looking at a truck, basic truck, maybe 5000 Or like, God, I really want this car. If I get approved for the loan, that's a sign from you that it is your will. Don't try to put God in your box. Don't try to manipulate the will of God. Come to God surrender. God, I want to follow you. Use me, Lord. I'm going to walk with God. You'll get the answers for his will. Don't refuse to seek God just because you're afraid he's going to say no. Seek God's will in the first place. Accept it. Be thankful for it. And it'll be a lot better than getting into 
chastisement, going through struggles that you don't need to go through, putting yourself in a mess. Trust God in the beginning. What are some areas we should seek the Lord's will in? Oh, you know, for like children, you know, one day think you, the Lord would have you to bear. It's a good thing to seek the Lord in. And some things are clearly right in Scripture, okay? Don't be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, okay? It's right in the Bible. Don't be saying, oh, hey, yeah, I'm dating this girl. She doesn't love God, but I'm going to get her to love God. Don't be unequally with unbelievers. So there's some things that are very clear in the scripture. This is the will of God concerning you. That ye abstain from fornication. Things that are clearly in the Bible. Follow that in that will of God that you don't know that's a mystery. God will reveal in his time. Don't expect to know his will if you're not even following what's in black and white. All the word of God. Job, seeking God's will in that. Whether to move, whether to stay. It's God's will for you all to stay here, amen. God's will be done. I'm biased in all of that. I don't want anybody to okay? So that's why you guys seek God in some things and not your pastor. But God tells you again to pass this counsel and do that, okay? And you just know what the answer is going to be. It's God's will for you to stay. Okay. Sometimes people won't pray because they're afraid of God's answer. So God, I'm willing to hear, you know, I'm hearing to not get what I want. What God's Seeking God's will, seek godly counsel. Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Okay, this doesn't mean everything. Okay, you don't need to always go get counsel for what color you um, are going to paint something. And I'm a hypocrite because I ask everybody in the church, Will you think this and that? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But that's why I got. Or when we did all the building, uh, we hired a color consultant. I did not want to mess up. We were spending a lot of money in it, and I'm so glad we did. I just look at pictures of the testing that we did on the outside of the fellowship hall in the building, put a bunch of colors on the right. Oh, this is going to look great! But on the wall, this is awful. It is terrible. And so, you know, some things, I guess it's okay to see counsel given. On colors, okay? But seek godly counsel. Things that really matter, things that are heavy. You know, if you if, if you're intentionally not wanting to get counsel about something because you know what they're gonna say and it's not gonna be what you want to hear, that's a pretty good thing that it might not be what God has for you. Now it might be. Okay? There might be things where you know what God's leading you, and everyone in the world is telling you, no, no, no. That's where you need to have a walk with God so you can discern, okay, is this God's will? Is this what God's leading me to do? Even though all counsel is telling me otherwise? Or is this God is having all the counsel telling me otherwise? 
because it's really my pride that wants to do. Sometimes it can be hard to discern. If you're not walking with God, you're probably not going to discern it. If you're walking with God, you're more likely going to be able to discern if all the counsel is noise or if all the counsel is from God trying to protect you from making a mistake. See godly counsel. Proverbs 15, 22 says, Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in a multitude of counselors, they are established. And go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes 12, and we'll close shortly. The pastor say we'll close shortly, that means only 30 more minutes. You guys ever forget where some books of the Bible are? Now imagine being a pastor and you forget while you're trying to go there. Ecclesiastes 12. And it was two gods in the knowledge. 12 verse 13. It says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And for God keep his commandments. And now this isn't the way to eternal life. The way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ and him alone, without our works, without our own righteousness, it's all in Christ. But for the Christian, for one that's already a believer, someone that's saved, what should we be doing? Fear God, keep his commandments, follow his will, you know, his will is already written. Can't believe the times that I've had people tell me, it's not usually from someone in church, but people outside that that go say, hey, you know what, I know the Bible says this, but God is telling me this, something else. God is not going to contradict his and Jesus said, or in Isaiah, it says, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So make sure who you're listening to is preaching the word. Our life is short. It's given a vapor that appear for a little time and then vanishes away. Let's not boast of tomorrow. Let's not boast of 2023. Now let's make plans. You know, it's uh, someone that builds a tower. You know, you count the costs. You make plans. You make preparations. But may God be the one in front. May God be the one leading us. That God, God, you know, okay, Lord, we're planning this. We're seeking you. We're finding this. This, this is why uh, we believe you're leading us. And then sometimes, you know, there can be a curveball. Like God was leading us this whole time, and then He turns the things around. To be willing. To follow God in that. Make plans, have goals, but don't leave God out of them. Put Him in the beginning. Seek God first, forming plans and goals. Die to self, yield yourself to God. As the Bible says again in James, therefore to Him that knows to do good and do it with not, to Him it is sin. God's leading you in a particular way and you don't follow it. To you it is sin. It might be something that is not reported in the Bible. But you know God's leading. 
doing to you it is sin. Now, someone else can do the same thing and then not be sin. Okay? But if you know what is God's will for your life and you don't do it, to you it is sin. Luke 12, 47 says, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. This was a parable that Jesus gave in following the Lord's will. Now, if we don't prepare ourselves to follow his will, there's going to be chastisement. There's going to be struggles in life that we don't have to go through. So yield yourself. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your will, um, and that you've sent Jesus to die for us. And Lord, as a pastor here in 2023, I just pray, Lord, that you will guide me, that, that you will lead me, that you will lead us as a church that will follow you, that will learn from our shortcomings, that in our weaknesses, that you will be shown to be strong, that uh, we will seek first to please you, than to please the world, and how uh, may we be proclaimers of the gospel to the world. Help us, Lord, to reach more this year than we may reach in the, all the years combined in these last um, 10 years. And just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified, that it wouldn't be about building the name for ourselves, but to see the kingdom of God expand, to see you glorified, that whatsoever we do, whether we eat, drink, Preach the gospel, live for you, do all to your glory. In Jesus' name.